And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mare Bear. What's up? Hey, everybody. And this week, we are back taking on Season 9 of The Office. with Trudging through. Trudging so the <laughs> world. This is not going to be a fun week, guys. I know no, I'm trying to keep positive. it is going to be a fun episode because We're gonna Kevin laugh. and I are going to laugh a lot. Yeah, but... Just not at the show. If you're a fan of, if you're a fan of these shows, you're in for a rude fucking awakening. <laughs> um, so we're doing episodes 15 and 16 of Season 9. Couples discount and moving on. Yes, sir. Now, before we start, Mayor Bear, let everybody know if they didn't listen what we talked about last week. Sure, dude. So last week we talked about episode 13, Junior Salesman, where basically Dwight brought in all of his reject friends to interview for Jim's part-time position. That was This was an okay episode. Yeah, no, this yeah. one was funny because we got to see Rolf screaming at a rabbit. We got to see Trevor completely <laughs> fail. Um, and then Dwight figures out that none of his friends are... Good. Yeah, they're all like <laughs> lunatics. His ex babysitter slash ex girlfriend was there. Yeah, lover was double parked. Um, she was there. Uh, I almost called him fucking Go Grogu from the Mandalorian. Um, G- Gabor. Gabor. Zeke. Yeah. As soon as I said Grogu, I couldn't say Gabor. It wouldn't Wolf. come out of my my mouth. Yes. Uh, Sensei Ira Troy. was there. Yeah, lots of people were there. Um, so basically. Clark goes in, kills the interview, and he's now... The junior salesman. The junior salesman. And then we have vandalism, where one of the warehouse guys who we've never met before... Okay, I just realized something. And we're going to... So, because it comes up in, I think, the next episode, or one of... Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, the next episode. Yeah, this is the next one. So, Andy comes back. Spoiler alert, the episodes we're talking about, Andy comes back. Yes. No, no, but... They're hiring a junior salesman, and Wallace doesn't ask about why is Dwight doing yeah. that. Because we're going to talk about this week about Wallace and Andy. That's a giant plot hole that I just thought about. Yeah. Okay? And Again, the shoddy writing of season nine rears its fucking head. Yeah, man. They mailed it in here. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, continue with the... Uh, but anyway, vandalism. Uh, vandalism. Yeah. yeah. So he vandalizes Pam's mural, which, let's be honest, was mediocre at best. Um... <laughs> And he drew butts all over it. So him and her and Dwight are off on a rampage trying to figure out who did it. They find him. They draw uh, him with saggy boobs on On his his truck. truck. His prize truck. Yeah. And um, he comes after Pam and we find out that Boom Mike Bryan is, uh, he protects Pam. He uses his boom mic basically as like a... Clothesline the guy with it. Well, what's that... Uh, oh, like a staff, like Donatello the yeah, Turtle. Yeah, but I'm trying to think, what's the wrestlers used to use it? Kendo stick. Kendo stick. <laughs> he used it like a kendo stick. And um, then he got fired. Frank from the warehouse got fired. And nothing happened to Pam, who defaced somebody's personal property. Yeah, nothing nothing to her. Nope. And that's that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's that. And so now we're on to season nine, episode 15. Couples discount. Dude, take her away. No cold open. No, weird. it was weird. Yeah. It just felt very strange. Because, like... This has only happened, like, twice yeah, there's since no build season up. one. Yeah, there's no build-up. It just happened, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim I and Pam... just had to sit there and let it happen to me. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Jim and Pam are at their desks, because Jim switched a day in Philly to be there for Valentine's Day with Pam. Uh, Aaron wants to have fun with Pete, because Andy is back tomorrow. Dun, dun, dun. And she's going to break up with him, so it's going to be miserable. Pete does a talking head where he's like not really sure that she's going to do it. And he uses the analogy of his dog when he was a kid who the day before they put him down, they did everything he wanted to do or all the things he loved to do. Yeah. And that's what Aaron's doing with him. And then she's like, do you want to play Frisbee in the parking lot? Like catch in the parking lot. Yeah. And he lot? makes us look like I'm the dog. Yep. Uh, Dwight acts out as Andy in his office. Like, and he's just like, he doesn't miss him. Him mocking Andy yeah. is actually fantastic. Do, 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 do. I'll sign that, Dwight. You're the greatest salesman, Which basically sir. means that for three months, everybody's been forging his signature yeah. on shit. Yeah. Lots of fraud going on here. Yeah. So Kevin is drinking milk that Andy left behind, oh. but he's only been taking a little each day, so Andy won't know when he comes back, and he says, goodbye, chunky lemon milk. Oh, God. But that's where it's revealed that he's, like, gone, been gone for three, three months. months. Three whole months it's been. Like, it's not a few weeks. Like, at first it was ten days. It's been most of the season. Well, yeah, but, yeah. It, like, at first it was just like, oh, I'm going on a ten-day trip, and then, like, it got yeah. extended, but they never really gave us, like, a time, no, no, the, like, I, a reference of the time the frame. Only, the only thing we had was to gauge... 
like, because, you know, the episodes touch, like, oh, there's a Christmas app, or, mm-hmm. you know, Valentine's here. Yeah. So, like, that's the only thing we had to go on was the show's timeline of yeah. seasons. Um, everyone then decides to have one last bossless day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meredith says, let's get some booze and cocaine. Um, Phyllis says the mini mall has a deal where, um... Couples, couples on Valentine's Day get a discount on shit. I love Angela says, oh, there's a, a nail place there where I get my feet detailed. They use a watch <laughs> De- repair kit. <laughs> yeah, detailed, not done, detailed. How small that is. I picture like the little screwdriver that you fix your glasses right. with. Yeah. <laughs> so um, everybody starts pairing up. We get uh, Clark and Nellie, Stanley and Phyllis, and then Oscar asks Daryl. And Daryl's like, no, fuck no. And then yeah. he sees the camera. He's like, I don't have a problem with it. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. And like him and... Oscar go, but Daryl's very clearly uncomfortable. Well, he's like, it's not a big deal. And Daryl's like, stop talking about it, man. Yeah, we're just going to do it. <laughs> so, um, Pam made lunch reservations at State Street Grill. Real restaurant, Real, real guys, place outside of Scranton. Summit. Yeah, outside of Scranton. They have igloos it's a fancy place. in the winter. Yeah. In winter. I don't know why I said winter there. Winter. That's the, that's the Scrantonian coming Yes, out. it is. Wow. But, I'm, uh, I'm ashamed to know you I as hate my that. brother. Oh, God. Is, but, yeah, the winter... Uh, they have these little, like, inflatable igloos that people can eat in. And... Which is now really popular because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was popular. Well, around here, they were special for having it because you could still outdoor dine in the winter. But... Yeah, now it actually serves a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's not just kitschy. So, um, but they're going, and but and Jim's like, oh, romantic lunch on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. And she's like, oh, but we're going with Brian and Alyssa. Wah, and they, wah, she wants wah. to thank him. They, they're going to thank him for Why saving her. Why would she her. choose Valentine's Day I know. to fucking thank him? I know. That's weird. Like, that's a bitch move. And I'm then, sorry, Pam. But you never see your husband. He's changed his days to get up here for Valentine's and Day. And you're that. like, hey, the guy that I'm having an emotional affair with, um, him and his wife, we're going to go out with them. I don't know what to make of all this, honestly. But, like, Jim's like, okay, we'll get a bottle of wine and celebrate later then. Yep. So Let's make a third helper. And then Jim does a talking head where he says he's so grateful. And he's like, you know, you guys know Brian's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> did you notice anything that, did he say it with any inflection that you noticed at all or anything? I mean, I think you could tell that he was annoyed that he was spending Valentine's that, yeah. Day. But he has no inkling of what, yeah. No, no, okay. he genuinely thinks, I think, that Brian is like, no, he's a good guy. Yeah, like, we've her. known him and his wife for years. Like, you yeah. guys know he's a good guy. Yeah. So, he has no idea the Mack truck that's about to hit him. <laughs> so, uh, they all walk into a nail salon together, the one that uh, Angela, Angela gets Minshaw. her feet detailed yeah. at. And uh, they all make a fuss over Angela. <laughs> now, it should be noticed these are Asian women. It's all like a stereotypical yes. kind of thing. And, and they're all like, get the baby nail clippers. <laughs> <laughs> and they all start laughing. Like, two of them start laughing at Clark, saying mm-hmm. he looks like a pretty girl without his glasses. And Which Nelly he does. Yeah, he does. He's very feminine. And then Nellie joins in, and she says something mean about like getting him a training bra. Yeah, she's like, shit. oh, you're developing so nicely. Grown up, tits and all. And uh, <laughs> that's when, like, Clark freaks out and he's just like, "Nope, no discount. I'm, I'm full not, price. Not with her." Um, Oscar and Daryl get turned down. <laughs> I love how she goes. Turns out I can't even have a keep a fake boyfriend around because <laughs> she's so awful. Yep. Uh, Daryl and Oscar <laughs> try to get the discount, and there's an older Asian lady who's like doing her fingers together, saying, two men not work." Like, no work. Yeah. yeah, like that kind of thing. And she's like, you know, discriminating. She's like, two men, not no couple. Yeah. And then, like, a, a younger one comes over and whispers in her ear, which I think she's like, no, it's cool. Yeah. And then the old lady's like, no, no, we not serve you. I'm, I'm doing this accent. I know. This is how not, it is. That's literally how the woman <laughs> yeah, acted it out. exactly. Like, so, she's a sexist Korean woman. That's what it said. Are they Cor- Korean? They, the, the subtitles I had on said that they were speaking Korean. <laughs> okay. So, so that's the only reason I applied that title. I thought you were title. just throwing that out No. There. Okay. I applied the title <laughs> thanks to Netflix subtitles. So... Uh, Daryl, like, freaks out and, like, barges out with Oscar. He's like, we'll take our business elsewhere. And well, he, uh, he does go off on a tirade, but he's like, we have two income, we are two income household, and we have no children, or disposable income. We'll take our business elsewhere. And he holds Oscar's hand and leaves. Yeah. Uh, so, Jim and Pam arrive at the State Street, State Street Grill, and Brian's there alone, and he sees the cameras and does, like, a gulp. Yeah, he's like, ah, fuck. Yeah. And, um... Jim thanks him, and he's, you know, we find out that, because they're like, oh, where's Alyssa? And he's mm-hmm. like, we didn't make it. He, this guy is so fucking it. dramatic. Oh, my God. He's, <laughs> he's like, almost as dramatic as that five o'clock shadow. Oh, God, he's so fucking <laughs> worse. This guy, this guy is like the fucking worst. I oh, swear Mike to God. Oh, Ryan, you suck. So, Dwight is doing pretend time in Andy's office again. Mm-hmm. And he hears, 
Hello, Dwight. And Andy's behind him, dressed in, like, a beanie, and he has this big beard. He looks like Rasta That has, like, Andy. beads in it yeah. and shit. He looks like a fucking jackass. Ugh, so I hate him. So, everyone comes back in, and Andy, like, embraces Aaron. She's, he's like, oh my god, and I tries. <laughs> yeah, and she's, like, high-fiving him. She won't hug him. And he says it's Valentine's Day surprise for Aaron. And he mm-hmm. pulls out these island instruments and starts singing. What's he say? Aruba. Or, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what Kevin says. Baruba, Baruba, and then Kevin's like, Aruba, Aruba. Yeah, and he's like playing like, kind of like the thing when they had the jam band with Robert California. Yeah. Like that fish that you, with the stick. And um, Dwight tells him to clean up because David Wallace is coming today. Mm -hmm. And then everybody finds out that Andy has been in contact with David Wallace. So like, Wallace doesn't know Andy's been gone for three months. But then we get a talking head from Aaron where she says, he sent me four emails. Listen, I'm not... You guys know I'm not an Aaron fan. No, she's in the right. But she's totally in yeah. the right here. So Jim and Pam and Brian are together, and he's telling them about the breakup, and he starts crying. And then he says to Pam, we have to stop seeing each other like this, communicating when we are breaking down in front of each other. And yeah. Jim's face is like this, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Say, like, huh? The fuck, Beasley? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we go back to the office. Andy is with Dwight about um, an unapproved price point for Jan at the White Pages. And he calls her and tells her. And, like, he ends up blowing Dwight's biggest account. Oh, yeah. And She's like, oh, you're trying to gouge me for more money? I'm exercising my 30-day out. Yeah, opt out. And so he loses it. Dwight's freaking out. And he goes into the break room and... Everybody's basically hating on Andy. Yeah. And they want to... It turns into this thing where they want to rat on him to Wallace that he's been gone for three months. And nobody wants to do it for various reasons. And Meredith says... Meredith, again, in season nine, she just turns into a gangster. Yeah. She's like, nobody ain't called Meredith uh, Palmer no snitch. You know, they may have called me and I have them written down here. Floor meat? Sure. Vomit map? Uh Uh-huh. Flesh Hoover, (laughs) (laughs) which might be the most vilely descriptive thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And like, eventually Pete cuts it down. He's like, why does no one stop her? uh, But never know narc. Aaron says they all used to love Andy. So let it be on his own. Like, let him fuck it up. Yeah. Like, we're not going to rat on him. Let him fuck it up himself. And then Andy enters all cleaned up. He's wearing a suit. He shaved Yo, the beard. Yo, that haircut still fucking sucks. I don't though. know what to make of this haircut. It's like, like this 70s. Wig is awful. Yeah, is it a wig? It has to. It's be. horrendous. So uh, Jim and Pam now arrive back, and he's kind of like pissed, but like not like angry, mm-hmm. but like you know he's sulky, and he told her he tells her that he feels like a chump, and he's not even mad at Brian because he wasn't here. You like, and Pam defends herself for like. Her excuse is, well, I didn't want to stress you out, so I didn't bring my baggage to you, which is the worst thing you could yeah, say. Because Jim's husband. like, I'm your husband. Yeah. Like, marriage isn't going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be stressful. If you like, have baggage, you need. I'm the one you bring it to, Because like not the, somebody I, else. I think the one thing that Jim makes clear to her, even though she doesn't accept it, this whole storyline, mm-hmm. is that he cares more about their marriage than work, but he has to succeed at this work to make their marriage better. Mm-hmm. The job down in Philly. Because he'll be better. He'll provide more money for them if it works out. Mm-hmm. He'll be happier and everything will be better for the family. He's not just doing it selfishly. Mm-hmm. But Pam seems to think he is. But he's because not the... communicating that to her. No, but it not seems... Well, it seems that, that it's getting through to her. But the thing is, like, I'm watching this and getting that. Maybe it's a male-female thing. I don't know. Men are from... Mars. Mars. <laughs> yeah, okay. Women are from Venus, yeah. I guess. JJ's for Venus, yes. JJ's <laughs> painting. So, uh, then he just says, forget about it. And they go inside. Andy asks for three months of highlights from everyone. And that's when Wallace arrives. And he's stoked about the no- the quarterly numbers. Did I... You know, I think I passed over something here. Let me go back to my notes here. Um, oh, yeah. So, at one oh, point, yeah, Andy goes to accounting. Oh, no. Oh. And he goes to accounting to get all of his checks oh, yeah. that he has for in cash. 12 weeks. Yeah, and then there's also a bonus one in there because they exceeded their targets for the last quarter. You know, the last three, three months. months. Yes. So that's like the whole thing Wallace is excited about mm-hmm. the numbers for. So just Andy's trying to get like people to tell him what he missed or whatever. Because mm-hmm. uh, Wallace goes down to see Val about the warehouse worker she yeah. fired. And 
He's like, see, guys, that's what I need to yeah. know. He's shocked about like that. So then Dwight says the warehouse burnt down. That's why he was fired. <laughs> it was in all the papers. Yeah. And then Phyllis says they sell balloons now. And Clark <laughs> says that Kathy Ireland is the spokesmodel for Dunder Mifflin paper. And she does nude uh, ads over in Europe. Yes. So Andy is now in his office with Which, Wallace. Did you see Angela's reaction to oh, that? Yeah, like, oh. She's like appalled. Doesn't say anything. No, she just does the face. Because she wants Andy to fail too. Yep. So Wallace and Andy are together in the office, and Andy is, like, saying those things, mm-hmm. and Wallace is just, like, uh, he's busy with paper, so he's not, like, it's not hitting him. Yeah, it's not really paying attention. And then he looks out in the office and sees everyone staring at him and realizes that he was being played. Yep. So he, like, plays off fire as, like, a metaphor and shit. Uh, Wallace leaves, and Andy's pissed off. That's when Aaron enters Andy's office and says, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> uh, Andy tries Yikes. telling her that they have a future and are just out of sync right now. He tells her to fake it. Until the feeling comes back. Yo, that is the most toxic bullshit I've ever heard in Like, my Andy life. Bernard's an asshole. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. He sucks. But, like, this is, like, abusive level. Well, that's what I mean. It's fucking yeah. toxic. And then she's like... But, like, he's never displayed that before. I know. He's always been, like, the naive guy. But you know she's what I mean? like, but what if I'm not happy? He's like, it doesn't matter, because I'll be happy. And it's yeah. like, what? This went off a cliff. Yeah. So then Jim cancels the evening plans with Pam. He says he's going to Philly because he wants to avoid a fight. Mm. and he gives Pam her Valentine's Day gift, which is like an old sketch she did. I like I, I feel like I should know what this is, but she's like, oh, you kept it all these years? And I was like, I guess it's like an inside thing. That I didn't recognize it. No. And you're like a nerd about yeah. this shit. Yeah, because I had no idea. But like, they go to leave, and she tells him to stay, and they'll fight. Mm-hmm. She wants to fight with him. Because of what Brian said at lunch. He said, while we were fighting, at least it felt like the relationship was still alive. It was when we stopped fighting that we realized that it was Isn't that dead. toxic in its own right? It is, but at the same time, I think what Pam and Jim are thinking is if they fight, they're still fighting for their marriage. If they just let it go, they're giving up on their marriage. I think they see it as like, no, we need to fight so that we can get past this and get stronger. But she went to the boom guy. She did, but that's but that's what I think. Like they took it as like okay, we need to keep fighting for what for this marriage if it's going to work. But the thing is, it's one thing to fight for the marriage; it's one thing to fight with each other because each of you have done something to ruin that marriage. Yes, but you have. To, but if you want to have a chance, you need to get that out I there. Yes, I guess you got pop. You the need pimple. to put it out there and try to work through it because if you just try to do it in silence. Neither person is. That's what they've been doing. Putting it in, yeah. So putting, putting it, it in. in. <laughs> so Aaron goes outside. She's leaving for the day, and Pete's scraping ice off his car, and she tells him that she couldn't do it in the worst fucking way possible. Yeah. No rhyme or reason. Anybody who lives where they can get frost on their fucking windshield would never scrape a windshield like that. <laughs> Plop. No. So he says he just wants her to be happy. So then she gives him a big kiss and marches back in. And Andy's in his office, and she does it. She says, I was worried about you. I thought you were dead. You were gone for three months. Mm-hmm. And just storms out. And Andy's shell-shocked, and we just hear over the phone, it's David Wallace heard the whole thing. What's that about three months, Andy? I just say my, hear myself say three minutes. And that's the end of this episode. And mm-hmm. Bear, what did you give it? I gave it a 2.6. I gave it a 1.6. I fucking loathed it. I wow. hated it. This episode had no laughs. Maybe one or two. Maybe chunky lemon milk. I ensemble was good. Chunky lemon milk? No, you know what pissed me off is that they built up in the beginning Aaron and or Oscar and Daryl, mm-hmm. and they had one scene and that was it. Like, the whole thing, like, they went to the mini mall for, like, three hours. Yeah. And all we got was that nail salon scene. Like, the ensemble didn't do shit. No, I it was meant, all like, Jim and... on hating on Andy. Oh, like, well, fuck Andy. Room. Andy was fucking horrible, though. Yeah, he sucks at everything. But... I Lunch guess with Brian was awkward as fuck. There was and not Jim one laugh oh, for a comedy show. Relationship issues for a comedy show. Yeah, you know, like this was the pits. The only reason this is like they had so much potential with the discount stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Instead, we get Jim and Pam fighting. Literally, yeah. we get Brian the camera guy crying for no. Like this guy's the fucking dirt shit, man. He's the worst. Andy comes back and is just loathsome in every way. Whether you just look at the character for, like, ignoring his girlfriend for three months. Yeah. Or the way he comes back and, like, loses sales, acts like a... He he goes, oh, where's Jim and Pam? They've been gone for two hours. And Oscar's like, 
oh, so you're keeping track of people who are out of work for an extended period of time now. Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, there's no redeemable qualities. No. They it's, ruin the character. This, this episode was ass. Yeah. I hated it. I fucking hated it. Like, you don't even feel bad for him that he just got broken up with and that no. his boss knows that he... He deserves it. ...lied. Yeah. It's, like, he's getting his comeuppance. This is such trash. I hated this. I just... I never want to see Brian again. Mm-hmm. I like this guy's face and his stupid fucking five o'clock shadow and like Pam being like Pam's drama now. Pam yeah. was never a drama llama. Now she's a drama llama. Yeah. And I she hate is. it. I just, this episode, I just don't ever want to talk about it again. It's, this was like horrible, awful, awful show. And not even like a stupid cold open to like kind of like easy yeah. win. Nothing. Just chunky lemon milk. <laughs> God, that's perfect. Anything you want to talk about? No, dude. Nothing at all? You'd want to move on? Yeah. All right, that'll take us to Season 9, Episode 16, Moving On. Yeah. Which is inexplicably 40 minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, I didn't know this, because like I said, I've never seen these. But uh, before we start that episode, Bear, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Guys, you can find us on Twitter, at Podcast. Uh, we like to post our favorite screen grabs. Uh, there's not a lot from this week. I'm being <laughs> yeah. completely honest. No, there's nothing. There was yeah, nothing. I didn't there have was not anything. even a psychic. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have anything from this week. If I'm being completely honest, I don't even um, remember what Meredith's wig was. Did she just have like her own hair? Yeah, I think it was just like a Meredith wig. I think that's. What... I think at the no, very no, that's beginning this week. she had the long that's blonde. Moving on, moving okay. on. She yeah. had long blonde it's hair. It's the blonde one, yeah. But um, what you call it? Yeah. So you can <laughs> find us there, or you can find us at uh, email, gmail, at... Uh, Brother, Jesus sister, Christ. rewatch. That's the one, at gmail.com. Yeah. So you can also find the podcast, wherever you're listening to us now. Subscribe today. Share us with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your relatives. I don't care who. Share the show and help us grow. We'd greatly appreciate that. And uh, you can also find us each and every Monday on the Jenny Position podcast feed. With other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Driving, and more. So subscribe today to the Jenny Position with Jennifer Smith and Friends, and you'll thank me later. So that brings us on to moving on and bear. Yeah. <sighs> Let's do this. <clears throat> so, guys, our cold open Andy's getting chewed out by Wallace for lying to him about being there for three months. And he's basically like trying any which way to get out of it, saying that David Wallace lied about not why he wasn't coming to Scranton, blah blah blah. And Wallace basically sits down, like is like, listen, I'm not gonna fire you because you're the reason I have the company. But you and I, we're fucking even now, bro. Mm-hmm. I owe you nothing, and that's it. And yep. Andy's kind of shocked. He still has a fucking job, and he's still the manager as at our, that. As Hasn't even been demoted. We're all shocked by this. The fuck. Okay, so now it's the next day. Oh, and Andy doesn't have that gross wig on anymore. He <laughs> yeah, he's got his regular haircut. hair, yeah. Um, so the next day, Andy arrives, and he's just, like, super-duper awkward with Aaron at reception. Crying. She, yeah, he starts crying and then creepily looking out the blinds of his office, like how Michael used to fucking yeah. do. Yep. Um, he's basically sobbing, like, wailing in his office. And Phyllis says... Being around sad people makes me sad. And then Stanley said, I'm the same way with horny people. <laughs> Where Pam's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just love that one-liner from Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Plop and Aaron have started seeing each other. I don't call him Pete. Fuck Pete. Yeah, he's I, Plop. I did last uh, episode. I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's he's Plop. Plop. Yeah. Um, they started seeing each other, but they're trying to keep it on the down low as yeah. to not make it awkward in the office. Yep. So he walks in. They don't even like make eye contact. He gets his messages and he walks away. Pam has an interview down in Philly with a real estate company that Jim's company or Jim set, set up. up, yeah. So she's, uh, like, apprehensive but excited, I guess? She's not excited. Yeah. She's just like, I'm doing this. Yeah. That's basically it, yeah. But, um, she's, like, you can tell because she's, like, dressed in a dark business suit. How she used to dress when she was a salesperson. Yes. And as she's leaving... Oh, I'm sorry. She's nervous that... She, oh, yeah. She says it's going really fast and that she has a resume that could fit on a post-it note. Mm-hmm. She literally does. Did she do nothing before becoming a receptionist? She like, apparently didn't go to school. How fucking old is she? <laughs> well, she's... She, well, I mean, in real life, she's probably almost 40 here, to be honest. But, uh... She's not 29. The character is played... Like, I, I feel like her and Jim... I, I mean, I know they're, like, pushing the characters forward with marriage and kids and that. Yeah. But they still kind of act like they're in their late 20s. 
when they obviously yeah. are no longer there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But anyway. Anyway, so now Dwight is on the phone, and you think that he's talking about a dog because he's He's like, no, you can't let her eat the grass. She'll just throw up. You gotta put out two bowls in front of her. Yeah, and it turns out um, to be Moe's and his... And Moe's, and he's talking about their Aunt Shirley. Mm -hmm. So now, basically, (laughs) I love... Oh, I'm sorry. Is this impeding on your schedule, Moe? She's (laughs) your aunt, too. Uh, So Dwight approaches Angela to help with his Aunt Shirley. Uh, He says that the nurse quit after being poisoned by her. And that he needs her help going, and that he's like, she has like a, a wing type. Yeah, of he's thing. like talking about her falling apart, literally, like, which is not true when they show her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean her clothes are. Well, her clothes are tattered. But she like, has like a prehensible no f- wing or something. He I've, calls it. But she's definitely not like this physical. He no. makes it sound like she's like the fly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so now uh, Pam is leaving the office, and Andy asks her where she's going, and all she says is. Not on a three-month boat trip. Burn. Mm -hmm. Dwight and Angela are also leaving, and Andy questions them, and Dwight just goes, how dare you? (laughs) And leaves. First of all, how dare you? Yeah, and just leaves. And then Andy looks at Aaron, and he just fucking cries. Yeah. So now, she walks in to give him messages from people who want to buy paper. And he's like, well, I don't want to talk about work. She goes, that's all I want to talk about. And he, like, brings up this blue Nautica sweater. Yeah, I don't know. And then he goes back to Plop and... She says, I gave it to the Salvation Army. He goes back to Plop and Clark to talk about it. And um, Clark's like, listen, man, you're free now. Like, enjoy the freedom. (laughs) Now, this is a quote that um, me and our other brother have uh, gone back and forth with. Last night, I ordered a pizza by myself, and I ate it over the sink like a rat. (laughs) And I always say when our brother has his guy nights, DiGiorno nights by himself, <laughs> he'll like eat Domino's or a DiGiorno pizza by himself. His and I'm like, did night. you eat it over the uh, sink like a rat? <laughs> so, Thank um, God he got married. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now uh, Dwight and Angela arrive at the aunt's house, and the, the aunt is like, "Oh, it's big city Dwight and his little t- uh, tiny kitchen witch." You look like a little tiny kitchen witch. Mm-hmm. And um, her clothes, like she stands up, her clothes are literally falling off of her body. She's wearing rags. Yeah. Her sweater has holes in it. Her tits falling out. Like Literally. Literally. Angela yeah. goes over and covers up her, her boob with yeah. a sweater. And she goes, how would you like a nice warm bath? And she responds with, how would you like a cold hard slap? And she slaps Angela What did the five the fingers say to the slate? face. I can't even fucking Wow. Sleep. This episode gets under my skin. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> and basically she'll only accept homemade schnapps. This whole stuff with Dwight and his aunt it's like a cartoon. It is. Like this isn't reality. This and the thing is in the upcoming. They're farm people apparently. Oh god. Th- Listen, I know the people out here. I know there's some inbred hillbilly hicks out here. I understand <laughs> that. I understand it's like that in every state has their yeah. corners. But, like, these people are, they're more than backwards. Like, they don't even, like, oh, Big City Dwight, because he has a 19, like, 80s flip phone. Yeah, like, they're living seriously, like... They're They're living like pilgrims. But the thing is, they're not Amish. It's one thing if it's the Amish, like... Pennsylvania Dutch. It's it's one thing if they're that, but these these are just, like, normal farmers, allegedly, you know? Allegedly. Yeah. So now we go back, and Andy is upset now that Aaron isn't sad about it. And he goes and he snoops through her, her cell phone. Phyllis warns him not to, and everybody's giving him shit for snooping. And he sees that she's texting some guy. Oh, also, it should be noted, Aunt Shirley gets put out with a liter of schnapps. Oh, yeah, half yeah. a liter of schnapps I about now. My bad. Sorry, guys. So now he gathers Clark, Daryl, Kevin, and Plop, and admits to looking at Aaron's phone, mm-hmm. and that she, he found out she's texting a guy named Pete. And he's asking everybody if they know who Pete is. And Plop is like, well, just realized that Andy's been calling me Plop for so long, he forgot my real name, which yep. is Pete. It's Plop. And then Andy finds Pete's labeled lunch in the fridge, and he knows. Mm-hmm. And Plop is just, like, staring like, fuck. <laughs> so now Pam arrives at Athlete, and she's all excited. They, Her and Jim razz each other because Jim's wearing a Bluetooth now. Brother. Team Halper, you're going to crush it, Pam. Yeah, That's his, what Isaac his says. His co-workers are all douches. Douche. Like the guy who wears the Coke bottle glasses. Yes. Who looks like he's blind yelling down the hall and shit. I feel like if Jim's brothers were there, like they would literally just go like, 
Douche! We're talking scene stealers right there. <laughs> I just want to point out here, though, the the balding Coke bottle guy mm-hmm. comes out and says, Trent Edwards! We're meeting Trent Edwards! Do you know who that is? No, I have no idea. Okay, so he was an early round. I knew you would. In 2007, he was an early round. I think it was 2007 or 2008. Uh, Buffalo Bills drafted him out of Stanford, I believe, as a quarterback. Oh, he's a football player. Okay. He flamed out pretty quick. And by 2012, he was just a backup on the Eagles when this Yikes. episode, I believe, came well, out. Maybe he was, he was looking for some marketing. Man. He was never fucking good. I don't know if it's a gag. Like, hey, let's get the Eagles' last backup quarterback in here. Because, like... Well, they are a startup. I know, but... Well, in, in next week's episode that I we talk about, it's a complete 180. I know. But, yeah... Trent Edwards, because the thing is, I haven't heard that name. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> you know, like, I haven't heard that name in such a long time. Like, I hate the sound. It's been like seriously a decade since I heard that name, so it popped me. But my anyway. mother. My mother. Uh. Anyway, but um, it seems like they're fighting on Valentine's Day, kind of like re- resolve some shit because they seem like happy and excited. And, a bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Seems like everything's better. Not happy, but it's it's content. Yeah, but like they're razzing each other like they used to. Yeah, you know what I mean. They seem like they're in a better place. Yep. So now Dwight and Angela, um, (laughs) yeah, Aunt Shirley's passed out on the couch, and they're going to spray her down. Essentially, that's what he says. So then we see Andy calls Plop into his office, and he tells him that he developed chlamydia. From Aaron. And he reads it off his computer. It's he can't, the fucking word. He can't he say chlamydia. Well, he combines syphilis and chlamydia. Oh, is that, I just thought he thought the CH sound in chlamydia was chlamydia. Maybe. Because he's, he's an idiot. fucking idiot. I fucking hate this yeah. show. And, like, they kind of just sit there staring at each other. And, and, and Pete's just like, you were gone for a really <gasps> long time. And Andy's like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Da-da-da. You're fired. And he... This I'm is not the even scene. gonna dignify this scene with like explaining the rest. Because Andy thinks that you had to. a bad day, but changes it about plopping, getting out of his office, and being fired. And this is the moment when, under my breath, as I watched this alone in a darkened room, <laughs> lit by the faint glow of Christmas tree lights, I muttered to myself under my breath, to no one in particular, <laughs> "I fucking hate this show." <laughs> Like, this scene broke me. <laughs> oh, shit. I hate this fucking show. But anyway, continue. So anyway, then we see Toby telling Andy that just like he can't fire Nelly, he can't fire Pete because of a personal grudge. Yeah. Um, and then, for whatever reason, because Toby's... Which I don't think is true in Pennsylvania. No, it's an at-will state. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could also always you file fire for anybody. unemployment, but you can, fi- you can get fire fired. It, yeah. But, um, so then... For whatever reason, because Toby is apparently a literal demon and wants to see Andy suffer, he then gives him Plop and Aaron's relationship Well, he contract. doesn't give it. He shows it to yeah, him. Yeah, he's just like, oh, by the way, I wanted to give you this. And Andy, like, crumples it up. Uh, Andy and also calls it the same thing Michael Scott called it. A lo- I, th- I a believe he calls contract. it a love contract. Okay. If he doesn't say love, he definitely says contract. Relationship contract. Yeah, he says yeah. something like that. Just like Michael would. Yeah. And uh, he's like, it's not the original, Andy. You can't destroy it. And then it turns out that it was the original, so Toby's trying to, like, smooth it out. But, um, Andy's upset now. So then Pam arrives at the office that she's interviewing at. Yep. And you can hear somebody singing and playing guitar. (sighs) Turns out to be a man named Mark, who's the boss at this real estate farm. Played by Bob Odenkirk. That one. I know he plays Better Call Saul, yeah. Well, and he was on Mr. Show with David Cross back Mm. in the day, if you ever saw that. But um, he actually interviewed for the role of Michael Scott. I was gonna say he was up for the the yeah. final role of Michael Scott, and yeah. they, I guess they threw him this bone at the end of the show's run where he basically plays Michael Scott here. <laughs> yeah, he gets to play out yeah. his dream of playing Michael Scott. He says his name is Marky Mark, and this is the Funky Bunch, and he literally is acting just like Michael Scott. There's a an Asian worker named Carl. And he just points at him and goes, Gangnam Style, right? You know, because you're born in our neck of the woods, but, you know, that's a good song. Yeah. But you know the song. Just just like Michael. Yes. 
So now Dwight is chaining his aunt to a lawn chair. This yeah, this is another this is the moment when I realized it was like a fucking Roadrunner coyote cartoon right yeah. now. And she's like, Let's hose me down She's like, okay with it. She wants yeah. to be chained to a lawn chair and ho like with a fire hose. Yeah, like a literal fire hose. Like th- there were fucking and, riots about this yeah. shit in the sixties, but this woman that's how she bathes. And then right. he gives Angela a box cutter to cut her clothes off. And um Angela just refuses, and they fight over the hose, and then she hoses Dwight down, and she said that she's going to give her, like, she's going to bathe her properly. Like a lady. She puts her foot down. Yeah, I just put in my notes here, this is just too insane. Yeah, that's, like, over the line. Like, the group shower that Gabor was talking about, (sighs) the junior salesman, like, all right, I, you know, you're a little weird, but okay, whatever. But to hose down an old yeah, woman... Yeah, like, when you just see it, it's just like, this is stupid. It's too ridiculous. Yeah, like, I just don't... I can't get into it at all. Yeah. So now, Pam is still on the office tour. Um, hold on, hold on. There's something in between here. Where Toby is trying to flirt with Nellie. Oh, I have that next. Oh, do you, oh yeah. okay, I missed that. My it's bad. okay. Um, but, well, like, literally, I just said that this dude is literally a Michael Scott copy. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the it. things that Talking he's about saying, I didn't even write down the things that he said, because it's literally like Michael giving Ryan the original tour in yeah, the yeah. first episode. Yeah. So now Toby's trying to talk to Nelly, like, flirting with her, and he's just like, I think, I, th- I came up with some more ideas about this, the trial, and she's like, listen... You need to stop talking about it. If you, you, like, just do something about it already. And he's like, I'm drafting a letter. And she, like, tweaks. And she's like, yeah. for two years? <laughs> it's going to take you six months to pick out a stump. Two months to lick it. Like My favorite is his opener to her, though. He's like, he's just staring at her. He goes, February's shortest month, but it doesn't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Toby. Toby. He's trying. They even make me hate Toby in these episodes. I'm not lying. Like He's trying. They made him a rapist. Like <laughs> literally. Like, like seriously, like when he like presses he's, himself. He is very rapey. Like yeah. when he tries to massage her shoulder yeah, and like, shit. It's fucking weird. Yeah. So now, um Back oh in God, back we're still PM, on yeah. the tour and we even touch on nepotism like Michael Scott his did. His Aunt Joan. Yeah, his Aunt Joan works there, but it's not nepotism because she worked there before him and uh yeah. Then he she... tells a guy to chillax. You recognize that guy? Well, I said there's even a Ryan type of character. I know that I recognize him, but I didn't look up his he's, name. Or he had like a multi-episode arc on Scrubs. Yes. As the soldier who got the brain injury. Yes. Yeah, Brian Dancer. Okay. <laughs> he's oh been a, like I'm sure he has a name. That's not. Oh, he absolutely does. Like, not <laughs> Brian Dancer, the PTSD soldier. Yeah. yeah. He's an he's an Jesus actor with Christ. credits, but that's but, all I know him. Yeah, as. like he's the Ryan type character because yeah. he's like, oh, I didn't. He didn't hear me, and he's like, yes, I did. <laughs> so now Aaron goes into the annex. And Andy comes out to the office and he's like blaming everybody else for not doing anything to stop Aaron and Plop from dating. Yeah. And Phyllis is like, listen, they're a good match. Just like get over it. His, like, But Andy's like, they might be a good match, but my feelings okay. matter more. I got a question. Hmm. When Phyllis says they're a good match, what the fuck do we have to go on there? Besides that they're young. And, and he's a they, five and she's a seven. And like, they flirt around the office, I guess. But like, there's been no... They watched Die Hard together, but it wasn't about them being together because she was all upset about Andy. Yeah. And, like, she sees him. Like, we never see interactions, really, with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no there there. But Phyllis also said the same thing about Pam and Jim. But Pam and Jim, like, the cameras show you, like, how they joke around and when they go out and shit. And they have chemistry. Like, Plop and Aaron have no chemistry at all on this well, show. Like They're two- forcing it. Yeah. And also, Two cardboard cutouts just if, humping each other. Uh, Mark up in, in the last segment also did the Michael Scott thing of saying something and then going "kids in the hall." Oh yeah! And when they started doing coffee talk with Mike Walk Myers, coffee talk, butter. He's doing that shit. Like butter. He did them pretty well. Yeah. Though. He did. Yeah, but anyway, fuck Andy that. and fuck Phyllis for saying they're a good match and fuck Aaron and Plop and I fucking hate this. But yeah, they're going after like they're telling Andy like. They're, they're just, like, ripping him. Mm-hmm. And he's getting even more upset. Yeah. And it gets worse. The storyline somehow gets worse. I know. I'll get there. <sighs> so now we're in the interview, and Pam is, like, playing along with his jokes. And he's looking at his her resume, saying how tiny it is. But he's like, you know what this resume says? Is that you're loyal. You don't leave. And, Stick around. And, like, she starts getting all, like, 
Bummer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, though, because that's but like a real yeah, thing. I do stick around. I don't move. At Dunder Mifflin. I'm stuck I'm in a rut. I'm going to miss it there. <laughs> like, it's just very strange. And then he asks her if she thinks the people out there like him. Yeah. Like, no, do you really think you like, like they like me? Like, I, they look up to me, but do they like Michael me? Michael Scott insecurity. Yeah. And then he starts singing her resume as Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. And then he starts ripping a resume apart. Paint and art, those are the same things. Yeah, he said we, we don't, don't have a lot of time for doodling around yeah, here. Yeah, he's pretty mean. Yikes. Just like Michael in the beginning. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> what? I still hate that. So now Pam, or I'm sorry, Pete. Goes to tell Andy that he needs to move on from Aaron. Oh my god, this is the worst part of this episode. Him and Aaron team up to tell a- Andy to move on. Yep. And that they had past experience. And that It's like, she just like Pearl Harbored him, to yeah. use a Gorilla Monsoon phrase. And yep. Andy's just sitting there, and it's like the internally screaming gif. Oh yeah. You know? he's, oh his god. eyes are wide, and he's not saying anything. Yeah. He's just rocking. And he's like, what's better than somebody telling you to move on? Your girlfriend and her new boyfriend coming in and telling you to move yeah. on. But Plop says about his ex-girlfriend and how she used to work right next to his old apartment and how he'd see her every day and they just had to move past it. And now they're even Facebook friends. Mm-hmm. So now Pam's, um, he shows Pam where her desk will be and it's at the very front. And then he asks if she's pregnant and backpedals. He's like, I can't ask that. I didn't ask that. I never did ask that. But you're not pregnant, at, like, and she's because like, the nope. last few receptionists. Yeah, he says the last three girls yeah. who sat here all got pregnant, which I can't tell if that's a a way out. Yeah, like <laughs> they're just like, fuck it, I'll go on maternity leave and get a new job. I don't care. Yeah, he gets kind of sexist here. Yeah, and she's like, not pregnant. He's like, I didn't ask her. She gave that information <laughs> willingly, willingly. He also likes the cameras. Yeah. Well, he said she goes, oh, I thought this was for office manager, and he goes, well. Yeah, I mean, it's reception, but we call it that to, you know, give you some dignity. It's, it's, it's less not, demeaning. Yeah, less demeaning, yeah. And then he asks how long the cameras are going to be there, and he imitates Larry David yeah. from Curb Your Enthusiasm, because I think this is pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> I do that to our brother all the time, too. Yeah. I just, that's now part of my vernacular, just like, pretty, pretty cool. I do I do the Jake Peralta, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I like it a lot more than Jesus. The Office. Just throwing that out there. Fuck you. Dropping grenades. Anyway, <laughs> so now Pam says that she spent 10 years as a receptionist, Michael Scott, and now she has kids. She doesn't think she can go back to that. Yep. I don't blame her. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So now Dwight <clears throat> walks in as, as Angela, who has now bathed Aunt Shirley, dressed her in her new clothes. And tamed her. And tamed her, is yeah. braiding her hair. All because of Angela's authoritarian way. And um, she's like, my braid's too tight. And she's like, a loose braid reflects loose moral character, Aunt Shirley. And your hair is far too long for your age. And she goes, thank you, Angela. Like, she's <laughs> yeah. like super subservient yeah. now. So now, um, back at the office, Toby announces that he's going to the prison to talk to the Strangler. And Nellie's like, maybe you should choose his real name. And I love Daryl. Do not use his real name. And she's like, what is it? And he goes, George Howard Scub. That's a devil name. <laughs> it absolutely is, it's an, though. It's an ugly name. It really is. So now um, Pam is at Jim's apartment in Philly. And Jim calls to check in. And she's like, oh, it went, it went good. I can't wait to tell you about it. And he's like, all right, awesome. Come to the office at 8. I'm ordering in, so don't eat. And we'll catch up then. And like, I'll make he, it worth your while, he says. Yeah, and you can tell Pam's like, oh, four hours from now. Pam also said it went great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see. A blonde woman arrives. Oh, yeah. A new woman arrives. Yes. And she, we find that she's a new marketing consultant. Meredith Prison Cat calls her. Like, <laughs> yep. Fresh meat. Fresh meat. <laughs> and Erin takes her to her desk. And we find in out. Annex. In the annex. And we find out that it's Pete's ex-girlfriend, Alice. Pete understands what's going on and realizes that Andy hired her to make it awkward. And then Aaron realizes that he also hired another consultant, a managing consultant today. He, she goes back out into the office and there's Gabe. Oh. And Creed, is like, Creed goes, the bird man's back. <laughs> it's so awesome. The bird man. 
<laughs> so awesome. And uh, he's ready to jump back in. And then Creed says, she's looking pretty good. Right. <laughs> I don't, why Creed and Gabe have this weird conversation? Amazing. Awesome. But, okay, I have a question, though. Yeah. What the fuck is Aaron's like, deal? Because why is everybody so hung up on her? Yeah, I don't know. All of her past boy, her fucking foster brother tried to get with her. <laughs> Gabe, Andy, like, Gabe? I'm gonna quote uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger in that movie. What's this chick got beer flavored nipples? Like, well, what the fuck? I'll say this because he just arrived. The highlight of this episode is Gabriel Susan Lewis. Oh my god, yes, he is. He He's, owns he... this episode. He is the guardian angel of this episode. <laughs> he really is. So now Andy is very pleased with himself. He's just like surveying the office like, yep, this mm-hmm. is what I did that. So now Toby arrives at the prison and he says he's going to go in and tell George Howard Scubb that he is, he thinks he is innocent, that he's trying to manage his expectations. He's like, I don't think, you know, I don't have many expectations, but maybe I'll be hugged. Maybe we'll become friends. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So now Alice and Clark are talking about Pete. Andy arrives and makes it even more awkward. Rubs it in. Turns the yeah. tables. He's like, oh, is it not okay to work with your ex? Because that's what you said earlier, is that it should be totally fine. You're, you're moved on. You're over it, right? And uh, the ex is now pissed that there's no marketing department. And she now <laughs> understands what's happening. Gabe is... It just reminds me of when he sat in the jungle down in Florida. Oh, it's so perfect. He has an end table with a Mac on it and like a nameplate that says Gabe Lewis. He has his old nameplate. Mm-hmm. And it's just, on. it's like, he's sitting he's, on the couch next to the reception. His knees are over yes. this table. Yes. <laughs> and um, awesome. he's telling Aaron, you know, like, it was really bad. I was unemployed. I lost 50 pounds. Obviously, I gained it all back. <laughs> Feel this ass. It, it feels like two warm pumpkins. <laughs> And she's like, no, I don't, like, what the fuck? (laughs) So now, um, an ambulance now shows up at the prison. Toby was choked, and his vocal cords are now damaged. Toby does a stretcher job. It's awesome. Um, and Nellie goes to pick him up from the hospital. Toby can't speak, and so he just has to, like, shake his whole body, because he's in a (laughs) neck brace as well. And, uh, she says, she tries to make him feel better by saying, like, what he did was brave. Mm -hmm. And he, like, smiles. It's like, I'm going to get some. Ew, get At that least you shaved the mustache. Yeah, that's true. So now, Aunt Shirley the is all dressed prostates. up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. um, so Aunt Shirley is now all dressed up, and Angela made dinner for her and Dwight. She made stew, and Dwight is now carving the roast skunk. Delightful. And he offers her the stink sack and says the prettiest girl gets the stink sack. And Aunt Shirley thinks that they're together and asks when the wedding is. Awkward. Yeah. And they say that they're just friends. <laughs> now, this is just pure imagery here, guys. Ooh. That's what Mo said about that lady scarecrow. And look what he did to that <laughs> poor thing. I forgot that was something earlier yeah. in like one of the seasons. I forgot about that. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> look what he did to that thing. So somebody <laughs> taught him sex. <laughs> we uh, Maybe. We don't know. So now Pam arrives at Athlete, and Jim has like a little dinner table out with a tablecloth and his takeout and champagne. And Pam's like, oh, I, I didn't get the job. Like, this isn't to celebrate. But um, Jim's like, I'm just excited you're here. You're in Philly. This is great. And he like, quick on his feet, like, oh, this is from the part of France that immediately gave up to the Nazis. <laughs> That's a funny one. For a history nerd. <laughs> God. So now Ange- or Dwight sees Angela off, and um, it's kind of like a throwback to how they used to be. Yeah. And they go to shake hands, and then they end up making out. But Angela stops it, and he's like, oh, you're right, not outside. The horse flies. <laughs> and he offers to go to his farm or the slaughterhouse. Yep. And Angela turns him down, and she tells him, uh, I'm sorry, he tells her to just leave the senator. It's not like he'll notice. <laughs> And uh, he wants to be with her. He's like, we've spent too much of our lives denying that we belong together. Mm. It's not just about frisky sex. (laughs) You're not just my monkey. Yeah, he makes a move. And Angela said that she made a vow. She made a promise. And he said he understands, and that's what he would want from her if she was his. Stand by your man. Yeah, he just quotes Tammy Wynette out of nowhere. Really weird. (laughs) So now, um, Aaron and Plop... Oh, it's the are, highlight of the episode. Are, Finally, 40 <laughs> fucking minutes in. Are still at the office at 8 p.m. Yeah. For fuck what's sake. <laughs> but um, 
Andy calls them into the conference room. They're sitting next to their exes. So Plop and Alice on one side, Gabe and Aaron on the other side. Gabe, Susan, Lewis saved this episode, guys. This whole scene is just him. And he's a tour de force. He's amazing. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. So now Gabe is... They're like, how did you feel when... um, Or how did today go? And Gabe was like, it was a little weird. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, well, what made it weird? The fact that you and Aaron broke up. And he goes, well, I still wear her button downs around the condo. So for me, it really feels like we didn't ever break up. And Aaron is like mortified. Oh, yeah. And Plop is just like, oh, wow. Like, what the fuck? You dated this dude? Then Alice says that Plop has a drinking problem. Yeah, that just it comes like, out of nowhere. Wow. And um, then here's Aaron being a serious person again. Like, Gabe, we're not together. I didn't love you. Like, she... She's fucking bipolar. One yeah. day she's a fucking moron, and then she's like, "I can stand up for myself, and I yeah. can be with who I want to be." Big, strong, with. independent woman Ugh, who can't even fucking accept an order of pens. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then Aaron, or I'm sorry, Alice, low blows Pete about his degree. How's that PE well, degree that's, going? That's after he says, "Oh, you're dating a secretary now." Yeah, she yeah. like digs in on Aaron, gives him shit about his degree, and now they're all just fighting. Gabe's Gabe's amazing lines. <laughs> yes. Aaron, I'm as smooth as a porpoise for you. Yeah, oh, that one. <laughs> that one, and when he gets all serious, it calms down. I've been to Japan before. <laughs> yeah, because the, the one, the girl, what's her name? Alice? Alice. She's like, he can't even use chopsticks. Yeah, and Gabe's like, I've been to Japan. I know chopsticks. <laughs> but then it calms down, Gabe gets all serious and leans across the table. And he goes, Peter, do you like music? Oh, and Pete's <laughs> like, yeah, like all kinds of music. And Gabe just goes... Oh, so you like the hateful songs of the Ku Klux Klan? Aaron, are you hearing this? Like, <laughs> She's like, he never said that. <laughs> Gabe's like, he's a racist. I'm like, it is fucking hilarious. Gabe saved oh, at least his part of the 100%, episode. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. And Andy is just like sitting back and watching it happen. And it makes he goes, yeah, it does make me feel better. Yeah, he definitely. And you know what? If I was in his shoes, I'm actually. I'm actually on Andy's this moment, side. I'm with this Andy. Point. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, they, they were so fucking smarmy yes. and pompous and arrogant yes. going in there like, like even though we just broke up yesterday you need to get over yeah, it yeah like fuck you like oh Ugh. so yeah i'm yeah. glad they got there yeah so now pam um she's telling jim about her interview and she says he did half the thing as ace ventura he's a real estate version of michael scott he has a mo- <laughs> she tries to make him guess the movie poster on the wall the Odd Life of Timothy Green. <laughs> yeah. um, and they're all, like, they're laughing. They're having a great time together. And Jim's like, well, not everyone can be great, but the next one will be better. And that's when Pam kind of stops and she's like, um, I don't know if I want this. Then she shouldn't have, she, she shouldn't have gone down for an interview. Yeah. Is what I would say. Because then... Well, by do doing that, to it. by doing that, you give Jim false hope that yeah. that's what you do want. So I have no problem with him being sideswiped by yeah. this. You know what I mean? And that's exactly how he feels. And yeah. like the total mood is killed. And she's like, "I like the life we have in Scranton." He goes, "And I started a business in Philly." And there's silence. Yeah. And you would think that's how the episode ends. No, but no, they <laughs> because go it's forty five minutes. They go on a fucking like five minute diatribe about um, fucking Oscar. Who's watching WVIA on his work computer? WVIA is the local PBS affiliate yes. in Scranton. Yes, and um, he's watching a documentary on um, Eastern Games. Mong, don't I don't know. I didn't pick it up. It's like Domino's, wasn't it? It's similar, but it's not Mahjong or something like that. Guys, I'm sorry if I fucking butchered that. But um, he he says about how he. He's doing ab blast, and it's he hangs upside down in the doorway, and he like, does like Bruce sit-ups. Wayne in the middle of the first Batman movie, in the middle of the night when Vicky Vale sees him hanging yeah. upside down. He's doing sit ups on one of those things yeah. in the doorway, and nobody helps him. No, he's going to he die. Gets stuck. He's getting a head rush. <laughs> Phyllis is like, "Oh, these teas are hot." They move him out of the way to get Phyllis out of the kitchen, yeah. and then slam the door. In yeah, his face. Kevin shuts the door to the kitchen, and on his computer you see an ad for The Office. And the documentary... Um, Starts in May. Yeah. I, I actually took a picture of like the description. Okay, I have a real question here. It says, here. 10 years in the making. A look at the lives and the loves of an average American small business. And I have a question here. Yes? If it's coming out in May, this episode came on at, I guess, late February. Mm-hmm. Why are they still recording? 
Like, they're, are they filming up to the... Like, how are they going to edit this shit? Like, that's part well, of it, Well, I you feel know? like it's a documentary series. It's not like... Well, they said Nine Nights in May. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe that's next episode they say that. But it's only a nine-night event, which leads me to believe, okay, let's say they do it for three hours tops, like 8 to 11 spot on PBS. Three times nine, you got 27, 27 hours, hours worth. Yeah. Yeah. Stretching it. <laughs> yeah. Especially Stretching it, man. With all the stuff they got. Yeah. and yeah. But they're doing it up to the end. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems like a, you know, again, writing in season nine kind of shoddy. Yeah. That they're going to release this thing as they're filming it, you know? Yeah. But uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, that's the end of the episode. What'd you give it? I gave this one a 2.5. I gave it a 1.8. I fucking hated it. Wow. Except for Gabe Lewis. Gabe Lewis is the only thing that Gabe, saved us. Gabriel Susan Lewis. <laughs> yeah. GSL. Full name. Full okay. name. GSL. Um, okay, so I like the dynamic between Angela and Dwight coming back. Like, it's kind of a yeah, throwback right. to the earlier season. But the stuff with the ant was stupid. I didn't it, like it. It was, but it kind of sets up for next week. But, oh. Um, oh, you're right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Gabe returning and his one-liners was literally the only good part of that entire storyline. Yes. Um, Jim and Pam... It, Everybody it's... comes up... See, the thing is, because like, the last episode we talked about, we were like, oh, Aaron's in the right to do this and all mm-hmm. that shit. But then the way her and Plop acted They're this episode, bags. they totally, all the goodwill is crushed. And yeah. everybody in this storyline is an asshole. Yeah. Like, you don't root for anybody because they're all horrible. Yeah. That's right, pretty basically. much the end of it. And the thing is, if if you, what you're watching, you hate everybody, and you're not rooting for anybody, it's not an enjoyable experience. Yeah. It's like when I went to see Gone Girl in the theater, and everybody was telling me how good it was. I'm like, everybody sucks. Everybody's a fucking asshole. I hate this movie. Yeah, you don't root for anybody No, in it's just movie. like, oh, yeah, let's just root for evil. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, if that's not a mantra for 2020, I, know, I don't like, know what is. I just fucking hated it, man. And but like, and that's how I felt with like the whole Andy Aaron plop thing, mm-hmm. and like the Jim Pam. They thing, all turned whatever. out to be what, like. What do you think? I well, think... Jim and Pam, I feel like that's like real couple drama and stuff like that. Um, so I mean, I think I, the, I think the episode hinges on how you feel about one thing, and that's the Bob Odenkirk character. <laughs> Uh, I liked it. I like it was cool. Really? I didn't hate it. I thought it was a little bit much. I said it was a way too much of a too reheat much? of Michael Scott. It literally. Well, I mean, that's was the his... point though that she was going to go see another Michael Scott. Though. Yeah, but I mean, it was literally like storylines that Michael like the, had. There's not two people in the world like that. Yeah, it's a I mean, yeah. to go that extreme. Yeah, but it, you I... can have print like. You can have some similarities, but like this guy was like a chuka chuka, <laughs> a carbon copy yeah. of Michael Scott, just I, blonde. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't like. I didn't think it was great or anything. But I was yeah. like, oh, that's all right, whatever. And like the big thing for me was still Gabe. Yeah, no, Gabe, was Gabe is else? two. Gabe is two points out of this two point five. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And, I mean, this all started with Andy not losing his job too, right? Yeah. This was such a long. And then I know Oscar. We watched, Oscar, yeah. <laughs> the, the closing was like, I understand that they needed to show us like, oh, WVIA, yeah. but like, Jesus Christ, that was a that way was a roundabout yeah. way to get to that. And it was just this whole thing, like this, we've watched episodes before that were like double episodes, like the 40, yeah. 45 minute run times. I don't, None, this one was This one felt like a fucking marathon. Yeah. This was a baton death march to get through. Yeah. Like, I hated it. And I'm, one point, I know like I don't give out many sub twos. When I do, I really hate it. And there's two this week that I really fucking hated. This show is just going off a cliff, and we're we only have a few more weeks. I'm smooth but... as a porpoise. Really. <laughs> that, <laughs> do you hear that, Aaron? He's a racist. Like that whole shit. He doesn't even know how to use shishimi. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Oh god! But if anything else you want to talk about? No, dude. I want to be right. done with this. What week. do we? What do we got next week? Next week we have episode seventeen, The Farm, and episode eighteen, Promos. Can't wait. All right, so everybody, that'll be it for this week. However, you can find us each and every Monday on any podcasting app that you use. You can subscribe today to Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, uh, Google Podcast, yeah, Apple, Ginny Position, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. As well as the Ginny Position podcast feed, each and every Monday, you'll find us. Uh, as well as some other great shows there, and also, if you want to reach out to us, follow us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Or send us, if you have longer form feedback, send us an email to brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We'll answer it as soon as possible. I think that's about it, Bear, right? I think so. All right, guys, we'll catch you on down the road. Thanks, guys. Help
Help yourself to my lips, to my arms, and then let's really start to live. Has love enough for two More than enough for me and you I'm rich with love, a millionaire I've so much, it's unfair Why don't you take a share? Just help yourself to my lips To my arms, just say the word Yourself to the love in my heart, your smile has opened up the door. The greatest world that exists in the world can never buy what I can give. So happy yourself to my lips, to my arms, and then let's really start to live. Just help yourself to my lips, to my arms. 